Summer Stinkville. Summer Stink Part 2. Uh, search for Atlantis. Tumble Doom. With your guest host. And insert their names here. Here we go. I will make We Talk Games great again. Kill that. Yeah. Okay. Whoops. This is We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, an arcade review show brought to you each Monday free of charge from your friends over at wetalkgames.com. I am Jungle Rat Rob, and my co-host is Hugh. What's going on, people? You may have heard us before on the Retro League podcast, but it looks like we'll be the new hosts of We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, and we'd like to thank Stinky the Game Master for this opportunity. Yeah, quite quite an opportunity. When he called me, it was literally the best news I'd received that entire day. <laughs> I was very, very thrilled to be uh, taking the show over. And, uh, you know, we're not going to break up the direction too badly. I think we're going to follow roughly the same formula. And since the Retro League covers a lot of old games, I think we've got a, a good amount of experience to go over some stinky games, some classic arcade games. Let's jump right into what game we're going to be doing this week. It is Knuckleheads for the arcade. Not to be confused with Knuckleheads Arcade in Wisconsin Dells. Yes, which also features trampolines, and uh, I'd be shocked if they didn't have any water slides, just considering what Wisconsin Dells is. It seems very weird to put like the world's largest water park in an area that's covered in snow six months out of the year. Yeah, all right. But this is, if you couldn't tell by the name, it's a fighting game. Came out in 1992. Yes, and again in 2009 on uh, the Japanese Virtual Console. Yeah, so here in America, there was no home ports of this. But I'm not sure there was an arcade port of it. I don't really <laughs> recall seeing it in the arcade here. Yeah, I have vague memories of arcade fighting games around the time when Street Fighter II hit. And this could have been one of them, but there was there was so many of them in 92 and 93 that I could have easily overlooked this one. If you sat this game next to Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter 2, it probably would not have gotten a lot of attention. Heck, I, Namco Cyber Station was one of my regular hangouts around this time, and I don't remember seeing this there. So that leads <laughs> to our next point about the game. Who's the developer? It's Namco. Yes, so from the company that brought you Pac-Man, Tekken, and Soul Calibur <laughs> comes Knuckleheads. Yes. By Osugi and Captain Gon, who I don't believe is a real captain. <laughs> and music by Takeyuki Ehara. I think Osugi also worked on Dragon Saber, which was an arcade game and a sequel to Dragon Spirit. And Dragon Spirit, I think, got a home port, but... Dragon Saber, kind of more obscure. I feel like I've maybe played some import version of Dragon Saber. I feel like, though, <laughs> the real the real comparison to make here is the Soul Calibur, Soul Edge, Soul Blade series and this. Considering that this is Namco, a fighting game, and that series, as I guess Tekken is probably still technically still going, but that's one of their more long-running series. But the, probably the fighting game series they're best known for other than Tekken. And a weapon-based fighting game. So it has 
that in common with this. But other than that, I'm not really sure if the two games or two series have anything in common. I, I would doubt it. Other vital stats about this thing, it's running a uh, pretty fast Motorola 68000, 12 megahertz variant of the 68000. So it was, hardware-wise, I'm just reading over the hardware specs here, it's kind of on par with the Neo Geo. Yeah, so it was a Namco NA1 system, although specifically the Namco NA2. So it was a variant of that original board. The same board that Newman Athletics was also made on, and from around the same time, uh, has a sort of fighting game type vibe, you know, between like the characters selecting or uh, representing their various countries. All right. So, of course, we're going to be talking about the arcade version. Genre wise, we talked about it. It's a fighting game. Not really a one on one fighting game. I mean, it can be a one on one fighting game, but it's also got like a two player mode. Yeah, although technically up to four players, which is kind of weird. Like, this is in that era before fighting games were really nailed down to being exactly like Street Fighter. So they were kind of trying to keep it open. So this is like a hybrid of a two-player and multiplayer, because it's not like a a beat-em-up game, like a Double Dragon or anything like that, but you can have up to four players on one machine And if you do, then you can move up and down. So maybe a little bit like Fatal Fury, but the movement's much more fluid. So it's a lot more like either a wrestling game or like... uh, I'm thinking of the the sort of versus modes that were in something like Double Dragon. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you couldn't have two human players versus a CPU, because that's my favorite way to play multiplayer fighting games. Like, free-for-all is cool, but I also like it when there's some kind of cooperative mode. But there's, there's no way to, like, really team up. Even though when you're doing four players, you've got two players on each side of the screen, but it's just one person is going to be the winner. So no real way to, to team up. It's kind of interesting that you could play up to four players considering how there's only six characters to choose from in this game. Yeah, very odd. At the time, when you compare it to, to other games... So Mortal Kombat would have been a contemporary and that had, uh, that only had, what, 4 plus 2 plus 2. So that had like 8 characters, I want to say, off the top of my head. Street Fighter 2 had more than 8 characters. I think Street Fighter 2, well, maybe, maybe if it wasn't Championship Edition. It's yeah. like a small roster, even for 92. I feel like it is because Street Fighter 2, even the original, had 8 playable characters plus 4 bosses. Was there King of Fighters in 92? No, no, that was still years okay, off. Because that has... 76 characters or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and this would have been around the same time that Champion Edition was hitting the arcades. Other than, like, the characters, it's really hard to tell what the plot of this game is. Yeah, it starts off looking like Smash TV, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I got that same vibe. Like, it really, it feels like a game show, because when you hit start, before you even see the character select screen, you see an announcer with a microphone. And then the select screen is basically like a bunch of TVs behind him. And then one corner will have the little icon of your character and you have to flip through left and right to pick your character. Right. You don't have like a character select screen. It's like there's the portrait. And as you flip, you flip between characters. Yeah. And I think that makes sense. That's probably kind of how you had to do it if you were going to have four players because it gets really confusing when you have the classic character select screen and four different people trying to maneuver around that. Because, you know, you're just going to be represented by, like, a glowing square basically around one of those icons, and you don't usually know which color you are 
until after you've accidentally selected a character. So this way it makes it a little bit easier. You're just pressing left and right and picking a character. But unfortunately, no boss character, really. No, there's no bosses. So it's like Street Fighter minus the bosses. Again, I'm assuming if you look at the poster for the game, I think the poster tries to explain it. It says, tune in to America's hottest new game show, Knuckleheads, win or die. So it's presented a little bit like an American Gladiators-ish thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like a game show where like these characters are fighting because they're on TV. Yeah. Which a little bit of a running man-esque kind of deal, except they're not thrown into this coliseum they have to fight to the death in. They're just roaming around. The only thing that, that makes me question that, though, is the backgrounds for a couple of these stages don't look like modern times. So there's a Viking character and a character from Greece. And the character from Greece, like, I, admittedly, I've never been to Greece, but it looks very much like stereotypical ancient Greece. Right. There's not a lot of guys on mopeds sipping around in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so it breaks up the realism a little bit there. Like, I had noticed, sort of in the art style of the game, that I thought it was maybe similar to Time Killers in artistic style, like character like character models in some of the, the scenes a little bit. Mm-hmm. So maybe at some point this was like a time travelish game. Then they decided not to do that. I mean, I, I didn't read a whole lot about the history of the, the game. I'm wondering if that was secretly what they were doing. Because all these characters they pick, I mean, they got like a, a guy out of the Bastille or something here. Yeah. The Viking guy, like all the characters in his background also look like stereotypical, you know, ancient Vikings, as opposed to anyone in current Scandinavian area. And also, what's funny is the the art style reminds me a little bit of World Heroes as well. And World Heroes is almost the same thing. Like, they, they come out and say that it's time travel in that one, but it's not time travel like we're going to go back and rewrite history. It's legitimately just people saying, we're going to travel through time to find out who's the greatest fighter in all of history. So it might as well be a game show. It might as well be, yeah. The mechanics kind of remind me of stuff like uh, Weapon Lord, like early weapon-based 2D fighting games. But one of the biggest changes between this and like a Street Fighter 2, if you're familiar with those games, is that this still uses the old style of press a button to jump as opposed to press up to jump. I did not care for that. Admittedly, I think a lot of games from this era were just borrowing from Street Fighter just because, because that was popular, so they were trying to rip it off. But there's a lot of things that Street Fighter 2 cemented that worked for a reason. And this is one of those things. So I'm also reminded of Street Combat, the uh, U.S. version of like a Ranma game, I think, that was completely redone for its U.S. localization and has that same control scheme of press a button to jump, but other than that, it's basically like a Street Fighter. Yeah. Maybe it was because of this four-player mode, which I keep calling two-player mode, uh, the four-player mode, because if up was jump, then it would make that mode difficult, maybe? Yeah. Is, is I, that what you're thinking? I think that makes sense, too, because the way that almost all games were done <laughs> up until Street Fighter Two. I think even if they had considered, like, let's make the, the controls exactly like Street Fighter 2, if they wanted to do that four-player mode, this is... I mean, I agree, that does kind of make sense. I don't know if it's worth it, but <laughs> it, it makes sense to a degree. And I will say, though, too, some of the fighting moves that the characters have seem to be kind of based around 
the four player thing because while you have like a dragon punch or fireball type moves, there's a lot of moves kind of like a hurricane kick where your character is spinning and therefore could hit someone in front of them or behind them. It seems like the engine they started with was like a like like you said like a final fight ish kind of engine. And that's yeah. where the legacy of the jump button came in because it was a maybe originally started as I got this idea. We're going to have these dudes fighting in different time periods and it's going to be like final fight or whatever. Fate, uh, not fatal Fury, final fight. And then they just added extra attack buttons when they turned it into a one-on-one fighter. Yeah. So yeah, another thing that reminds me of world heroes though, in addition to both like the, the story and s- some of the graphic style, like one of the characters who I think is the default character when player one starts up named Rob uh, looks a lot like one of the, the world heroes ninja guys. And I would bet that that's just kind of a coincidence because it's probably a style that was in either anime or I want to say like Power Rangers type things <laughs> before this. And and some of the characters really do like the uh, who's the guy from Norway, Gregory Daryl, the giant Viking guy. He He doesn't look so much like a historical Viking as like a Viking themed character that you would see on a Power Rangers show. Yeah. Like, kind of vaguely futuristic, but also very cheesy. And the uh, Japanese guy, he really does actually look like he belongs in American Gladiator. Yeah. He looks like he's wearing padding as opposed to, like, you know, ninja or samurai garb. But he does fight with the sort of uh, hook on a, a stick with a chain, which is, is pretty cool. You didn't see that a whole lot in a lot of fighting games. No, it seems like that wouldn't be a real effective weapon for some reason. Yeah, it's one of those that looks like it would be really difficult not to injure yourself with in real life. Right, like those kids in school. You ever have kids that like bring like a butterfly knife to school? Yeah. <laughs> they drop like, oh, look, I can do this flippy thing with the butterfly knife. And if you see them years from now, they might only have nine fingers. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of weapons, there was a couple of the characters that I felt like were maybe a bit overpowered. Because the guy from Greece, I think, uses a giant hammer that has considerable reach. Yeah, and he's um, covered in spikes. This was my go-to guy, Blot, Blot Vikey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Despite, um, you know, allegedly being a modern person, looks like he was pulled out of the past. I did like one touch, though, is that he has a, a spin move, kind of like a hurricane kick, but he's swinging his hammer. But then after he's done with that, he kind of sticks his tongue out and wobbles for a second before he straightens back up. Yeah, this is the character I played most of the game with, and I found out that just by repeatedly swinging the hammer, I could beat most of the CPU opponents. <laughs> and his kick buttons were completely useless. He's got yeah. like little stubby legs, and he can't hit anything. He can just swing his hammer. And uh, it seems almost impossible for the computer to dodge the hammer. Yeah, let's see. I used, in addition to Rob, I tried Christine, who is the, the character from China that uses a quarterstaff. And... She's really similar in that because she has reach with that, it kind of makes most of the fights against the CPU really easy. You just spam one or two moves and you can win. Also, to, to complete the ripoff of Street Fighter, there is a fighter from Brazil, although yes. he's a green monster. Uh, yeah, and uses claws. Slightly different from, from Vega, but more how she holds them. Oddly enough, notice she has a little, like, tail, like a cat's tail, so I kind of imagine maybe she's trying to be more like a cat-themed fighter than, like, a matador, but 
then she has a move where she jumps up in the air, like off the screen and comes back down right on top of you, which really does feel like a ripoff of Vega. Yeah. And that was what I had the most trouble with. Like that character, a lot of time could not beat. I can't remember. I think I beat her with, um, with the Rob character once I figured out his kind of like dragon punch type move. But other than that, like my, my normal strategies for just using one move to beat all the computer opponents didn't work on her. That was really frustrating. Although I did really like that. I think uh, there is an actual like giant statue of Jesus in Brazil, but I don't think it's in the middle of a city. I don't believe it is. I think it's on the side of a hill, but it is um, obviously a very prominent feature. I don't want to, you know, take too many points off because I don't, I wouldn't expect like someone in Japan to know exactly, you know, where Mount Rushmore is, <laughs> you know, so like to know whether or not that's in a city or way off on a mountain. But even though I've never been to Brazil, I like, I saw that giant statue and I'm like, oh, I think that's a real statue, but I don't think it belongs where this stage is depicting it. Well, right. But I read the history here. The character's allegedly from Sao Paulo. And if that's where the fighting is taking place, they're not even close. Mm. Sao Paulo, first of all, might be the most populated city in, in the Western Hemisphere. Um, or might be the biggest. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. It's, it's up there, I'm sure. It's the biggest city in Brazil. Then that giant statue that you're thinking of is in Rio. Ah. Which is, I don't know. I'm not, not an expert at Brazilian geography, but I'm going to say 4,000 miles away from Sao Paulo. <laughs> roughly. I mean, it's their opposite ends of the country. So it's probably like 2,000 miles. Yeah. But it's a really big statue, so maybe <laughs> from there. Yeah. It's funny because I remember the uh, the statue stage in uh, the first Mortal Kombat, which is, you know, it makes a, mm-hmm. just kind of humorous contrast in this case to me, thinking about that and this giant statue. But the other thing I noted, I really had to look up in terms of timeline when this game came out and other games. I was wondering if... This game was the first fighting game to feature boob jiggle. Because that uh, that one character, Claudia, I think definitely has it in her victory animation. But I think Fatal Fury 2 predates this game. Yeah, and this is the kind of topics we wouldn't, wouldn't get into on the Retro League, really. The, the history of boob jiggling in video games. <laughs> I have to imagine that the first time some dude figured out how to do animation on, like, his Atari ST or Apple II or Commodore 64 was the first time we had boop jiggle in a video game. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of preteen boys uh, <laughs> copying, like, stuff out of family computer, probably. Yeah. Rob, was there anything you particularly liked or disliked about the game? I kind of like... There was something they tried with the controls, actually, that I think was a cool idea, but it didn't necessarily catch on in other fighting games. So you could charge up the strength of your moves. Like, you were just you had, you just had a high attack and a low attack, and if you held down one of those buttons, then your character would have these little, you know, magic flames coming off their back to indicate that they were getting charged up. And then when you release the button, they would do a powerful attack, usually kind of like a charging attack. And you could also use that in your super moves to do a slightly more powerful version of those moves. And I know other fighting games have have had superpower meters and and other variations on that, like Street Fighter 3 had a kind of variation on that. But uh, one thing I didn't like was the difficulty. And I think it, it almost makes sense in terms of just having six characters 
And then I think there's some kind of mirror match or, or something like, again, like Mortal Kombat, where you had to fight more than one character in a row. On Wikipedia, it says there's a golden version of, a, a char- of the same character you're playing as that you have to defeat. But that is one improvement I would have suggested for this game is have a proper final boss. Yeah, that's a big one. You know, so so for story, like it would make sense if you defeated all the other characters, and then the game show broke out like their all-time champion, and you had yeah. to fight them. That would really be good from a storyline point. Uh, I agree. I did not care for this game overall that much. Really, be uh, if Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat that kind of stuff had not been invented, this might be kind of a fun game. I mean, you can wail on dudes with a hammer. <laughs> always, always a good time. I'd say compared to other games of the era, not that great. In fact, I can name probably 20 fighting games from the same era that are all better, including stuff like Time Killers is better, and <laughs> well, Fighters History came out afterwards, but Fighters History is better, and everything on Neo Geo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was gonna specifically say either World Heroes or, I guess, Fatal Fury 2. I was gonna s- suggest the original Fatal Fury, but if Fatal Fury 2 came out about the same time as this, like, that is definitely a better game than this. But I'm not gonna say that this wasn't fun, <laughs> But it it definitely had flaws that a lot of games from that era had. Like, a lot of, like, oh, fighting games, you know, one-on-one fighting. That's the new hit genre. But they hadn't ironed out all the bugs. The reason that the original Street Fighter wasn't the worldwide hit that Street Fighter 2 was is because even though it had a one-on-one fighting format, the controls didn't work out great, and there was a lot that really just needed to be improved. So would you recommend this game to anybody? I would only recommend this to people who want to know what really old fighting games are like. People who are interested in the history of fighting games or people who want to know the difference between fighting games before Street Fighter 2 and then what we got afterwards. But for most people, even people who like fighting games in general, I can't really recommend this. I mean, if you see it in an arcade and it looks fun to you, then sure, plunk a quarter into it. But... It's not something that I really regret us not getting a home port of. I agree with that assessment. I think it's interesting from a uh, historical standpoint, but not a great game. Yeah. I don't really see a situation where I would go back and play this again. I'm trying to make up my mind on whether or not I would come back to this game, I guess, because it's kind of goofy. And the characters... Although some of them are kind of generic, like, it's still an interesting mix of, like, weird Power Rangers characters and kind of characters that were done better in other fighting games. But at least it's it's colorful, and it has some interesting fighting game mechanics. Not necessarily great, but interesting. Like, um, I noticed there were, there were charge moves, like, you know, you think of, like, uh, Chun-Li's Hurricane Kick or Guile's Sonic Boom, where you hold back for two seconds and then hit forward in a punch button. But in this game, it was like a lot of moves you would hold back for two seconds and then wait a second and then hit forward and attack. So playing it emulated with a joystick or a gamepad, I would, instead of sliding my thumb from back to forward and attack, I would, I would hold back and then take my thumb off and press forward for a second. It was weird, but also I kind of like that being different. It was interesting to explore, even though it didn't really make for that great of gameplay. All right, so in this phone call that I, I got from Uncle St- Stinky about this great opportunity, um, I keep on calling, calling him Uncle Sticky, which uh, <laughs> really, really uh, gross. He's, he was very insistent that we uh, write a haiku review for the game. Yes, 
I've tried to sum up everything that impressed me about this game, good or bad, and what I came up with was Girl with Stick is best. I can't defeat Claudia. Weird timing for charge. That's good. It's better than mine. I have Dude with Big Hammer fighting across the whole world. Winners don't use drugs. <laughs> nice. With that, I think now it's time for TT uh, Schmootkins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine's Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. We shall see. Hello, I am Titty Schmootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games. Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Round one. Fight! Good luck, dudes. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Remember, wherever you got this show, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher or Grinder, wherever you downloaded the show from, leave a review there. Rating, review, and tell a friend. And don't forget to follow the show on social media outlets. Twitter at We Talk Games, all one continuous word, We Talk Games. And Facebook is facebook.com WTG Podcast. But you can probably just search for We Talk Games. You go to the website, Google We Talk Games, and you can get the links to all the social media and that kind of stuff too. I think that pretty much covers it for this episode. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. I think we're going to call. Magic Magic suck. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Stinky. I don't know, I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. Hey, good to hear from you. Uh, yeah, how do you think we did? You did a fucking fantastic job. Holy shit, just what I'm looking for. Jungle Rat and Huge, mm-hmm. perfect duo to run the show. So the Uncle Uncle Sticky bit, that that's out, right? Don't do not do that again? Uh, no, that, that doesn't bother me at all. Oh. I've been called worse by bigger names. I had that on mute, right? You guys can't hear me, right? <laughs> okay, good. Here we go. It's all good between work ra- working Conrads, uh, William Conrad, now both you guys, Jungle Rat and Rob and Hugh. I know when we talked earlier, you said that you'd have no problem swinging both your long-running The Retro League show, available on all finer podcasteries, mm-hmm. and becoming the new voice of We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. Mm. And I don't say this often, but perfect fit. I think I said something similar often before. You're exactly what this show needs. Perfect team. Just one thing. I'm still pissed off about last week's show, so you're both fired. Well, really, I, I thought this was my ticket to the big time. I was really thinking this was going to take off and I could uh, get that crystal bathtub that you <laughs> were telling me about that, that you got last year. Oh, well. Well, thanks for the opportunity, folks. You won't hear from us again. <laughs> Oh,
Do you quiver? 